What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the RJ Ochoa Show. The RJ Show, we're here. We try every week to give you 100% NFL content. I am a staff writer for InsideTheStar.com, which exclusively covers the Dallas Cowboys. But here on the RJ Show, we extend that umbrella to include the other 31 NFL teams and talk about whatever's going on um, in America's favorite sport. And there is some stuff going on, some stuff going on around the RJO show. Last week, we debuted our first game, uh, QB Libre, which we played with Lori Horesh of Fox Sports Australia. If you can, you should go back and check that out. It was a fun episode. Also, the trailer for the new season of Hard Knocks dropped uh, since we last spoke, and it looks really awesome. And if you want to peek behind the curtain in terms of Hard Knocks and how other NFL Films productions are made, you should go back and check out our episode with NFL Films senior producer Paul Camerata. Also, if you want to get to know some of the newest Dallas Cowboys, you can check out our interview with Kayvon Frazier, who was drafted in the sixth round by the Cowboys. Uh, I talked to him just one day after being drafted by America's team, and it was a really great interview. You can check out all of those on rjochoashow.com, or if you subscribe on iTunes, if you want the direct link to an episode, just tweet at me at rjocho, and I'll get you uh, hooked up. In terms of the NFL, there's a lot going on, like I said, a lot since we last spoke And one of the things that happened, one of the things that came to light was that Melvin Gordon, last year's first round selection by the San Diego Chargers, the running back out of Wisconsin, is undergoing or perhaps underwent already microfracture surgery. Now, this is a a taboo word in the NFL, microfracture. It's it's a surgery that you don't want anybody on your team to have to have. It's, It's something that you don't want them to have to undergo because there are different severities of this and it can take a while to come back from and Obviously, the Chargers personnel, Chargers coaches and and team uh, spokespeople have said that everything's fine, that it's all going to be, you know, working out for Melvin's best interest. But I would be cautious here. And Melvin in in his rookie season didn't exactly light the world on fire, wasn't exactly what Chargers fans were looking for. But, you know, I I feel badly for him. He's gotten off on the wrong foot in his uh, his young career. And so he's going to have an uphill battle. When the 2016 season kicks off in a few months, so our our best wishes to Melvin Gordon. Although, man, I uh, I don't feel good about that. Just in my gut, if you guys trust my gut, it doesn't feel good about Melvin Gordon. I like Danny Woodhead in that backfield anyway, but we'll see. Injuries are uh, kind of rare this time of year. You know, obviously there's there's no football happening, so it's pretty hard to get injured, but. Nevertheless, they are a part of the game, so they do happen out at practice or in freak accidents, sometimes uh, during the 4th of July, as we infamously know from last season. And Sammy Watkins of the Buffalo Bills, their first-round pick of two seasons ago, apparently has a broken foot, and it's the, the same exact injury that Devontae Parker had a year ago, Des Bryant, Julio Jones know it well. It's that broken metatarsal in your foot. And um, it, it was, you know, this this does not bode well. I mean, I'm talking pretty negatively about Melvin Gordon here, but I'm even more concerned about Sammy Watkins because as a Cowboys fan, I saw just how much that injury can, can handicap a player. Even somebody as supremely gifted and athletically, you know, talented as Des Bryant fell fell to this injury and it's something that unfortunately Julio Jones was right about when he said look it takes a long time to come back from you you can't just be you know be yourself right away and Julio was right and I feel badly for Sammy Watkins I feel badly for Tyrod Taylor the Bills quarterback who's in a contract year because 
he's a wide receiver. He's a skill position player who depends on his speed and depends on his foot. And man, that just does, does not bode well for the Buffalo Bills and in, in their hopes to get back to the playoffs as Rex Ryan famously promised a year ago when he took over the job there. Um, and, and that news came out on Monday and that was just a really dark day for, for Bill's nation, Bill's mafia, as they refer to themselves as, because the Sammy Watkins injury news was the second Thing that happened that day. The first was was the news that Shaq Lawson, the defensive end who the Bills drafted 19th overall in this year's draft out of Clemson, where Rex Ryan's son plays, Shaq Lawson is going to re- require surgery on his shoulder. And his, you know, this was an injury that the teams were concerned about entering the draft. And the Bills said, look, he's not going to need surgery. We know he's not. That's why we're taking him at 19th overall. That's why I feel confident. All right, Buffalo, you know what you're doing? Cool. I trust you. And turns out they were wrong. And now this injury is going to perhaps put Shaq out the first few weeks of the season. He might start the season on the pub list, the physically unable to perform list. And that could be catastrophic for the Bills. They, you know, a few seasons ago, even last season, you would look at that team and you would say that they were fairly deep along the defensive line, uh, along the defensive end position, even D-tackle. They do still have Marcel Darius, who's one of the better D-tackles in the league. But they need Shaq Lawson. They they need some production from him, and so to to have that happen is pretty uh, pretty big step backwards. And then, like I said, that that was followed by the Sammy Watkins news. Just a, a horrible day in Buffalo, New York, and and the Orchard Park area. Poor Bills, man. Just poor Bills. Um, but you know, I think that number that you know. Shaq was taken 19th overall, and we didn't talk about this last week, but Corey Coleman, the first-round selection of the Cleveland Browns, the wide receiver from Baylor, has decided to wear number 19 in the NFL, which I think is just a categorically large mistake. The number 19 is disgusting. The only person who can ever pull this off was Johnny Unitas as a quarterback. It's a terrible number on a uh, wide receiver, one that I really don't like, and that is sort of the theme of today's podcast and uh, today's guests will be joined in a little bit here on the RJO show by Marcus Mosher and Ted Wynn, who um, who you probably know on Twitter. Marcus is Marcus underscore Mosher. Ted is Raiders analysis. And we're going to be talking about uniforms. Obviously, uh, there is a lot going on in the NFL with the injuries and the OTAs coming up, but it is sort of a, a dead time, sort of a, I've referred to this as an, a good time to take a nap if you're an NFL fan. And we want to talk about uniforms. We started you know, just tweeting about it last week, and we want to talk about things we like, things we don't like, things like the number 19 on a wide receiver or, or this, that, and whatever. So we'll be joined by them here in a little bit on the show. But um, back to football, Zach Medenberger, the uh, the one-time legendary uh, quarterback at LSU, was released by the Tennessee Titans. Now, if you remember a year ago, after the Titans selected Marcus Mariota with the number two overall pick, there was some talk, serious talk, that they were going to start Zach Medenberger uh, and let Marcus learn, but that ended up not being the case. Zach did end up playing some time in 2015 when Marcus Mariota was injured. He never showed anything supremely impressive in my opinion and obviously in the opinion of the Tennessee Titans who are one of the worst opinions when it comes to professional football but nevertheless he was released by them Uh, the Titans they did sign Matt Castle this offseason who Cowboys fans that are listening know very well 
So if you, uh, you know, if you at one point thought, well, hey, should my team go check out Zach Mettenberger potentially, just know that the Titans believe that Matt Castle is a more capable quarterback than him, which uh, does not bode well for him. But if you wanted your team to check him out, you're too late unless your team is the San Diego Chargers, who we've already talked about. The Chargers claimed Zach Mettenberger on waivers and they were awarded him as they had the highest waiver priority. But Two other teams also inquired um, and put in a claim for Zach Mettenberger, just failed and, and lost out to the Chargers. And that those two teams are the New York Giants and the Cleveland Browns. This is uh, this is interesting because, well, oh, the Browns are the Browns. You, you could look at any move the Browns make and just sort of scratch your head and say, are, are you guys sure you want to do that? But the Giants, they've got Eli Manning, obviously, and who has never shown any indication or any sign that he's injury prone or, or anything like that. And, and you, you cross your fingers if you're a fan of Big Blue. But uh, they do have Ryan Nassib still as a backup. I mean, I guess they're just not supremely confident in that. Maybe at the end of the day, you need a camp body. You need a camp arm. And so uh, that was the, the inquiry the Giants made on Zach Mettenberger. So, uh, but yeah, Chargers fans, get excited because he is coming to you. Zach Mettenberger, also one of the least deserving quarterbacks to our number seven, in my uh, my humble opinion. That's something that I'll get into later with Marcus and Ted, though. In, uh, in a little bit of non-football news, but it's something that I think will affect us all, Twitter is going to um, be removing the fact that photos and links, when you tweet them out, will be a part of the 140 character limit. So if you tweet a photo, you know, right now, the photo link takes up part of your 140 character usage, and, and soon it will not, neither will links. Uh, for example, when I tweet out a link to an article, and I think that's really cool. I think that's something that's going to revolutionize the way that we share content um, on Twitter, especially things like my articles and, and Marcus's articles and Ted's articles and, and the podcast, the RJO show. So that's something cool that uh, that is on the horizon. But you know what? Let's just uh, let's just move on past the horizon and let's get to Marcus and Ted and uh, and the good times that we're going to have here on the RJO show. I'm really excited to talk about some uniforms with them and to get their opinions. So we'll be back here with Marcus Mosher and Ted Wynn right after the break on the RJO show. What's going on, Cowboys fans? Are you looking for somewhere where you can get just some incredible Dallas Cowboys content? Well, you need to check out InsideTheStar.com. As a staff writer for Inside the Star, I know that my teammates and I do everything that we can. We stay up late into the night. We go to the ends of the earth to make sure that you have the best Dallas Cowboys content that there is because we care about you. Why? Because you are the voices of a nation. At Inside the Star, we give you 100% Dallas Cowboys content, whether that's the draft season, the middle of the season, free agency, or the Super Bowl, or just whatever's going on. We want you to be fed with whatever you need regarding the Dallas Cowboys. So check out InsideTheStar.com. Check us out on Twitter at InsideTheStarDC or at CowboysNation and you can follow me at RJ Ochoa. Now let's get back to the RJO show. Welcome to the RJ Ochoa show. Two dudes who you absolutely know from across the wide spectrum of Twitter. The first one, Marcus Mosher, uh, can be found on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is the co-owner of Footballogy.com and a longtime friend of mine, even longer than I knew, which is an inside story uh, between Marcus and I. You've heard me talk about him a lot here on the RJO Show. Um, I referenced I was on his podcast a couple weeks ago. 
uh, which is conveniently titled the Footballology Podcast with Marcus Mosher. He's as creative as I am. Um, and he just put out some great work regarding Ezekiel Elliott and his transition into loving him fully with all of his heart. And he just recently celebrated a birthday. Marcus Mosher, welcome to the RJO Show. Hey, RJ, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to be on. Well, it is a double pleasure, uh, double the normal pleasure here on the RJO Show because we have two guests. The other one, Ted Wynn, who can also be found on Twitter, this time at Raiders Analysis. And if it's not obvious, Ted, unlike Marcus and I, is not a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, but a fan of the Oakland Raiders. He has some incredible work himself. He just recently put out one of the most incredible video analysis that I've seen. I think I speak for Marcus as well uh, regarding Dallas's zone blocking scheme and Ezekiel Elliott and Darren McFadden. It was just incredible. He's a rider for Inside the Pylon and SB Nation Silver and Black Pride. Ted Wynn, what's going on, my brother? Hey, thanks for having me on. And I think I'm going to have to change my Twitter handle to Raiders Cowboys Analysis. I think half my followers are <laughs> Cowboy fans now. Yeah, I bet they are. Now, I never do this, guys, but I really wanted to title this episode the How I Met Your Uniform podcast because I've got Ted and Marcus, which really reminds me of Ted and Marshall from How I Met Your Mother, if you're fans of it. <laughs> uh, so that makes me the Barney of our trio here. And I think that works just based on our personalities. I don't watch the show, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> oh, God, Ted. Well, you probably only watch football, um, which would make a lot of sense. I know Marcus doesn't watch anything good. Um, oh, Game oh come on. Now. Listen, listen, listen. I know You can already start with your bad hot takes. How I Met Your Mother is a eh show. I mean, if we're talking sitcoms, whoo. Well, it may... Seinfeld. Does Seinfeld count as a, the number one sitcom? I would go Friends. Um, number one all okay. time. Seinfeld's up there. Game of Thrones is an incredible show. Ted said he watches. I I don't. Do you watch Game of Thrones, Marcus? I've seen six episodes and then I stopped. I'm I'm out on anything medieval, like oh. Lord of the Rings, oh Game gosh. of Thrones. I'm all out. Oh my gosh, I, Ted, we're gonna have to do the art yeah. thing because if if Marcus isn't down with Game of Thrones, this is just. This is a I'll sin. get there eventually. I'll, I'll get there. Okay. Draft Twitter. Draft Twitter actually loves Game of Thrones. They, Whatever yeah. comes on, everybody's talking about it on Twitter. I actually, I watch Game of Thrones on HBO Go, so I have to avoid Twitter on Sunday nights because people will spoil it. I, um, Marcus, cover your ears, but I actually had Joffrey's death spoiled for me, and I'll never, ever get over it. But Oh, man, that's terrible. But, uh, but yeah, I, I wanted to call this the How I Met Your Uniform podcast, and it makes sense that I'm Barney because Barney... And How I Met Your Mother is so concerned with the way he dresses. He's all about his suits, as Marcus knows, because he's a fan of it. And the reason you two are here is so that we can talk about some uniforms. Um, not, you, know, you guys, like I said, you put out some great analysis and, and actual analysis when it comes to the game of football. But today we are going off on an incredibly far-off tangent and going to talk about some uniforms. So let's just get things started and talk about our favorite uniforms of all time. And I want you to be as specific as possible. I want you to talk if it's the home or the away uniform. I want you to talk about if you like it um, on Sunday at 3 o'clock when the sun is setting, or if you like it on Monday Night Football, if you like it in the winter. Marcus, you can go first. All right, so I actually started out with five different uniforms that oh I really liked. and narrowed it down. I'm going to give you some quick ones that didn't make the cut. I see you laughing. It's okay. So quickly... The Kelly Green Eagles uniforms were one of my favorites. They've only sure. worn they've only worn them a couple times, um, but I really like those. That's a great Sunday afternoon jersey. 
1990 Atlanta Falcons, the black uniforms with Jerry Glanville, mm-hmm. the back in black Falcons, the aggressive football that they were trying to play. I like those ones. The Patriots red. Uh, I believe they're the throwbacks with the white helmets, the alternative uniforms. Those are some of my favorites. I'm going to go ahead and give you my favorite right now. It's the Arizona Cardinals black uniform with the white pants, the white helmet on a Sunday night football game in Arizona, in Phoenix. Those are my favorite uniforms of all time. I like any time a team is wearing black as their primary color and then you know, they have a little bit of white or red on the side or in the pants. You can't go wrong with black uniforms. I'm going to let the expert on black uniforms, being the Raiders fan, Ted, handle this first. Because I have so many thoughts. Ted, what, are you okay with this, Ted? Uh, I'm kind of, you know, I think the Raiders branded black. You know, I, I don't like it when other teams go into it. I mean, I, I kind of thought it was cool when the Baltimore, Ra- Baltimore Ravens first came out with the black alternate uniforms. But I think the you know more teams are getting into it, and it just sometimes it doesn't look right. I don't think I think the Cardinals are one of those teams that the black alternates don't look right with their regular colors. Yeah, and Ooh. I think you said it. You know, my problem with it is you said that they're alternate uniforms. You, like nothing that is an alternate uniform can be your favorite. It, it has to be. Some- yes, it can. Why? Why? Why can't it be? It's, you you use it on a special occasion. The Cowboys use. Their best uniforms on a special occasion. Why can't we have a favorite that's only used once or twice a year? Well, that that's opening another can of worms because I believe the Cowboys' best uniforms are the white uniforms, which they wear all the time. But I just so I'm gonna hold my thoughts. Go ahead. The other thing is these are so new. I I I mean, as a as a fan of NFL history, I can't I just can't allow you to have a uniform that's. Ten less than ten years old be your favorite of all time in the history. Yeah, but just because just because it's new doesn't mean it's bad. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay, Ted, you're the tiebreaker here. Is this one worthy of being in our top three uniforms of all time? As there are three of us. I think if we're talking about top uniforms of all time, we got to go with the you know the regular jerseys. You can't. The alternates are maybe yeah. in a different category. Good call. Good call. Marcus, you just you didn't make the cut, man. It's okay. You made a great case. I'm already furious. No, it's it's okay. You guys are entitled to your wrong opinions. It's I will, fine. <laughs> I will say that I like the way it looks with the white helmet. It doesn't it doesn't come anywhere close to the Raiders, like okay. Ted's saying. But okay. No, so, and I agree. The Raiders, the Raiders are a classic uniform. You really sure. can't beat them. Okay. Ted, you go first or second, I should say. Okay. Oh, I can't choose the Raiders, but I will say that, you know, I'm from the Bay Area. I'm a little outside of Oakland, so I had the choice of, you know, growing up, I had the choice of either being a Niner fan or a Raider fan. Um, You know, my friends from the same city, you know, we're kind of like 50-50, and the thing that broke the tie for me was the uniforms. You know, just watching them and watching them play in the black uniforms, I just, you know, just got drawn to them, and that's how I became a Raiders fan. Mm -hmm. Um, But... If I had to choose one that isn't a Raiders, uh, the Raiders jersey, I would have to say my favorite are the Chicago Bears. Oh, uniform. great call! Absolutely great call. Why? Well, it's, you know, it's a really dark color. I'm a fan of dark colors. Obviously, it's, it's a really dark navy blue. It gives them kind of this professional, clean look, and the orange pops out just perfect on. I think the the navy blue. I mean, Bears aren't really orange, but it works for their mascot, and you know, it just. I just like it. I mean, I'm a fan of dark colors, and navy is as close to black as you can get, and it just and the orange works with it for me. You know what I love about the Bears uniform is on the helmet, it is the C faces the appropriate way on either side. So like the C isn't facing the same direction. You know what I'm saying? Like 
Um, like on the Panther's helmet, the the Panther is is mirrored like identically. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So I love that the C is like that. I completely just oh gosh, Ted, I love you so much already, Marcus. <laughs> what do you have? To, what do you think about the Bears uniform? I like the Bears uniforms, but they're not my favorite. I I'm not a huge fan of the dark blue and orange color together. Just just in the scheme of life, those aren't two colors that I put together a lot and think you know that's awesome. Um. They're okay. I mean, they're classic, but eh. No, they would be like in my fifteen, you're, sixteen range. You're so wrong. I, you're so wrong. Okay, Marcus. well, and the the socks well, with the the stripes are just. They're I'll give you the socks. The socks are the best part about their uniform. Yeah. I will give you that. I actually saw a game in Chicago in 2014, and it was a uh, Cowboys Bears. It was a Thursday night football game. If you remember it, guys, Cole Beasley had a couple of touchdowns, and uh, Orlando Scandrick had an interception. And the way they look live. In, in the dark, in the cold of December, is just it's just gorgeous. So, I already said you are winning in a landslide. Um, I, I will give you that <laughs> the Bears uniform, as the season goes along, progressively gets better. For as sure. it gets colder, as mm-hmm. it gets uh, rainy, snowy, they get better. I will give you that. For sure. So, okay, you've got the Cardinals black uniforms, Marcus, for whatever reason. Ted has a great option in the bears so you're talking bears home jerseys right yeah, yeah. Ted. although i will say that the roads aren't that bad uh, i i don't i don't like every team's road jerseys and, and i can tolerate the bears so for me this was difficult <clears throat> and it's obvious in my heavy criticism of marcus's cardinals choice that <laughs> that i like the the older teams i like the, the teams richer in nfl history and so I had a top three, kind of like Marcus is saying, and one of the three is is one of your teams in the Bay Area, Ted, in the 49ers, because the gold hat is just gorgeous, and it, it balances so well with the red, and I love that. I love when the hat, the hat being helmet, obviously, and the pants match. Um, so I love the 49ers home jersey. I love the Steelers jersey, but what can't why I can't pick them is that the logo is only on one side of the helmet I just can't that that has always bothered me um down to my core and I also love the Packers jersey so but I can't really handle the the yellow all that much um in the Packers and the the Niners just they just emulate they just like sort of sort of show off in terms of color, in terms of grandeur. And I know you're saying that you ended up choosing the Raiders over the Niners, Ted, but they just look amazing. Uh, and so I love the the classic Niners uniform. I hated uh, in the early 2000s when they had that black shadow um, on them, but the classic red Niners uniform, what do you guys think? Uh, the reason I don't like the Niners uniform, I think because somewhere along the line, they went from like a bright red to kind of a, a darker shade, mm-hmm. and they also brought the gold to a darker shade too. So it was almost like a copper, and that's oh. the color that I kind of grew up watching, mm-hmm. and I that's why I didn't like their uniforms too much. Yeah, you know what I I like the time period. I feel like you are referencing is. Did you guys ever watch? I think it was called the Jersey on Disney Channel. No, no, I've never seen it. Okay, well, it was an awesome show. Never mind. My my reference is dead. Marcus, do you like? <laughs> do you uh, do you approve of my my selection or not? Yeah, I'm actually a fan of the 49ers uniforms. I love the gold pants. Um, however, I will say that their black, all black uniforms are my favorite uniforms they have. I believe they wore them last year. It's the gold helmet with no, the all oh black and the red lettering. Oh, it's perfect. No, but then I'll, again, like I'll I said, I'm a fan of all black. 
I I think that those black uniforms would look so much better because they look so weird with the the gold helmet because there's no gold on, on the the uniform. It's from the neck down. There's no gold. So if you traced the red and gold, I think it would look exquisite, and I could get on board with this. Right. I actually think with white lettering, it might look better. Mm. Instead of the red, if you just went all black with the white lettering, I think it might look better. I don't know, man. I don't know. But you know what I will say as a common denominator here, and I think it's obvious in my choice of 49ers, Packers, and Steelers, I love when teams wear the same pants, whether they're at home or on the road. The Cowboys mm. don't fit that bill. Um, but I, I love that because all that changes from the, on the players is the middle, the middle of the sandwich the, being the color of the jersey. But so we've got the black Cardinals alternate jersey, which – you know, is insulting. It's to, a great take. It's great insulting take. to put in the same echelon as the storied Chicago Bears home Navy jersey and the 49ers home uh, red jersey. But, hey, I guess that's what we're saying are the three best uniforms of all time, save for the Cowboys and, and Raiders jerseys. By the way, yep. Ted, I think the Raiders have the best jersey in the league. Thank you. Me too. Uh, but I wish I they let Nike right. up, update their jerseys a little bit. They still kind of have that old look. They don't have the uh, the collar that all the n- new updated jerseys mm, have. Yeah. Yeah, I wish they let Nike play around a little bit with their jerseys. So. You know what, though? It's not just the jersey. Like, if we were grading just the, the jersey, like just the shirt, I don't know that Oakland would win. But it's the whole ensemble um, behind them that, that I, I really get behind. I don't know if Marcus agrees with that. No, I, the Oakland jerseys are good, but I want to talk about how bad the Cowboys jerseys are. Oh, okay, Marcus, go ahead, make your case. Let's hear this. Okay, take. well, let me let me let me first say this: their white jerseys themselves are not that bad, and I love their alternate blue jerseys, and I love their Thanksgiving jerseys they wear. Those are all fine. Those are some of the best uniforms in all sports. Their greenish blue pants are absolutely awful. I hate that they don't match the. Numbers on the jersey. I know why they did it. It's because they showed up better on TV. Um, I believe it was like in the 60s and 70s. But I now that with high definition TV, that greenish colored pants is absolutely atrocious. Ted, you're impartial. How do you feel about the Cowboys? Okay, so greenish pants. I don't know if I've I've noticed that on the uh, Cowboys uniform. They're they're like seafoam green. I, I feel like is the the best. Yeah, description. that's good. Okay. Oh, I I haven't really noticed that, so I have to take a look at the those. But I think they're okay. I don't think they're they're great, but I don't think they're ugly at the same time. Um, the star. I'm not. I don't know if I really like the the big star too much. I feel like there's a you know you can make that a little more subtle on the helmet, but that's just me. Uh, I I think a lot of people might disagree with that take. Mm, yeah. uh, Two of them here for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I don't really like the the you know the star with the stripe on the sleeve. I don't know that you guys do that anymore though. Oh yeah, it's on the the road jersey, the the navy one. Yeah, yeah. See, I love that. That's part of the the thing I love about their road jerseys. They don't wear them very often, but that navy blue and their gray pants are one of the best uniforms in the entire league. I have two thoughts on this, guys. One. In regards to the Navy jerseys, I love them in in certain situations. If you're talking a three o'clock game in the middle of November where it's going to get dark early in Washington, where the Cowboys are wearing the, the road blues and the Redskins are wearing the home whites, I'm all in for that. That that looks beautiful to me. But 
And in terms of the white jerseys, why I love them is that the Cowboys, you know, they, they're the only team that wears white at home. And, and so they wear white 14, 13 or 14 times a year. It's so common. Like it's such a brand. And, and that's why I love it because they, they're identifiable. Or it's the most identifiable Jersey with a team across the whole national football league. Agreed. Yeah. Well, that's right. I made a good point. What's up guys. <laughs> um, let's move finally, on. let's move on. And we're going to talk about accessories. Now, when we started having, you know, some Twitter discussion about having this episode of the podcast, the How I Met Your Uniform episode, Marcus tweeted, you and I, Ted, this just disgusting photo of Peyton Manning wearing an all-black visor. Um, oh, man. Which is a sin if I've ever seen one. Um, so let's talk about some accessories that we like and that we don't like and things that we think are you know, requirements, things that we think necessarily should never happen. And I'll go first. I don't like when a running back, and this isn't really common anymore, but I don't like when a running back doesn't wear gloves. It, it bothers me. You have to wear gloves nowadays. I agree. I agree. I agree. Okay, good. Well, let's go. Marcus, what's, what's something you think either should or should not be done in terms of accessories? I think, I believe every player in the NFL should be uh forced to wear a visor now hold on let me let me get to my point real quick think right now of a player in the nfl that is wearing a visor that is bad they don't exist if you're wearing a visor in the nfl you automatically become a better player you um you have more swag you have more confidence you look cooler and i want to go back to the old rules where you can wear any color visor you want to wear. So if you have a team that's wearing white and you want to wear a purple visor, that's good. Um, however, I think we do need to have a rule because that's never going to happen. We need to have a rule on who is allowed to wear visors in the NFL, not just positions, but do you have to make a pro bowl before you wear a visor? <laughs> do you have, do you have to have a certain, um, swag reputation level. among other players? Yeah. It's a certain swag yeah. level because I don't know if I want to see, I don't know. Give me a really mediocre player. Kellen um, Moore. I, I don't want to see Kellen Moore with a purple visor on. I, I just don't think it would work out very well. But, well, I think I think I agree. Skill players look cool with visors, but I think for quarterbacks, you have to be a mobile quarterback in mm -hmm. order to wear a visor mm -hmm. because I don't. You can't be a pocket quarterback and have a visor. It just doesn't look good. Like that picture you tweeted of Peyton Manning. It just. It, just, it doesn't feel right. You know, like if you're a mobile quarterback, you're at least part running back. So you, you're allowed to wear that. But I just can't see pocket patches with visors. I agree 100%. However, when Philip no, Rivers had one, a no. pretty sweet visor back in college. He had a pretty awesome clear visor. No, but that's – see, that would bother <laughs> me a lot. Cam can rock the visor. And to answer your earlier question about name one that's bad, Chris Sims rocked a visor. Actually, and I remember when he wore one at Texas – it was his prescription because he wore glasses, which is actually really cool. Um, but that's a whole different thing. I, I agree with Ted that you have to be mobile. I think Derek Carr is mobile enough to rock the visor. But it would have to be a clear visor. I couldn't let Derek Carr wear like a, a dark visor. No. Yeah. That makes sense. He, has to, he yeah, can wear any visor he <laughs> But I, I also think that it needs to be skilled players because, like, I don't want to see – I could handle maybe an offensive lineman wearing – nah, I changed my mind already mid-sentence. I was going to say I could handle an offensive lineman but not a defensive lineman, but I'm going to go completely opposite. I could not handle an offensive lineman, and I could absolutely handle a defensive lineman with a visor. 
Could you? Well, see, we've already seen. Some, go, go ahead, Todd. No, nah, because could you see Doug Free rocking a visor, Marcus? Yes, he should. Oh, it would make it better. <laughs> no. Now listen, hold on. Here, here's the. I, there was a Vikings guard. I'm trying to think who it was that had a black visor and it looked awesome. It was early 2000s. But Justin Tuck had a sweet visor and an awesome face mask to go with it. It made him look even more intimidating. I remember Darnell Dockett from the Cardinals. He had a multicolored visor. Again, more intimidating. We want these guys to look like gladiators, and putting visors on them makes them look bigger, stronger, faster. I mean, to a certain degree, I'll allow this because you have to – I think you're sort of – on point you have to have i don't know if it's a swag level or but just like an accomplishment level like i have to right. i have to fear you to some degree for you to wear a visor i think well, if you're if you're an offensive lineman and you have the guns to go with it i think you could wear a visor you know but you can't be an offensive lineman with like really flabby arms to wear a mm-hmm. visor mm-hmm. yeah I, like I, tyrone tyrone smith could wear a visor oh my god so great oh just yeah. great just think like i'm kind of sold now because just thinking about that is yes is terrifying Okay, so we're, I'm cool with this. We're cool. So we, we agree that running backs have to wear gloves, and we're, we're down for, you know, adding some more visors across the NFL. And if anything, for safety reasons, not just for eye pokes, but for the sun, you know, let's, you know, look, Absolutely. Out, look out for those retinas. Ted, what's an accessory that you think should or should not be allowed? Uh, well, I think that, I don't know if it's not allowed or should be allowed, but I judge quarterbacks a lot on the type of sleeve they wear. If they're going to wear like a yes. you know under armor sleeve underneath, then I think quarterbacks you got to go with the half sleeve. Mm-hmm. Like all the good quarterbacks wear half sleeves. They don't, you know, some wear the full sleeve, but Tom Brady wears a half sleeve, Carson Palmer wears a half sleeve, Matt Ryan wears a half sleeve, Cam Newton wears a half sleeve, you know, Andy Dalton wears a half sleeve. Uh it just gives them a, like a really professional like roll up my sleeves type look. Mm-hmm. And um the one arm sleeve is becoming kind of a red flag. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Robert Griffin III wore one, Johnny Manziel wore one. So if I see a quarterback with that in college, that's automatic red flag right there. I agree. And the one arm sleeve reminds me too much of basketball for some like a shooter, you know? And that's not what we're doing here. I have a question here now, Ted. Within this, what color do you like the the sleeve to be, the the half arm sleeve? Now let's you know, you, you said let's go three examples here. Let's go Tom Brady, Matt Ryan. And Andy Dalton, what color would you put on those three teams? Are, are they wearing the appropriate half arm sleeve, or would you like it to be different? No, I, th- I think it goes. It depends on the type of jersey you're wearing. Like you know, if if it's going to be Derek Carr, then it has to be a black one underneath because mm-hmm. you know, a white one wouldn't look too good with a black jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think white with the uh, white with the way jerseys and black or you know either their team color. In with their way, their home jerseys. Yeah, I think it's got to be white or black. I, I don't think you could pull off like the the team color um, unless it, it just really really true. Like I couldn't see like Russell Wilson doing like a lime green one. You know, it, no. would, it would be yeah. awkward. What do you think, Marcus? I think it should be the alternate color in your uniform. Oh, so God. I actually disagree. <laughs> so if you ha- listen, if you have a black jersey, I agree that the white sleeve would look better. But I I think if you have a black jersey, they, they should be black. The, the half arm sleeve like no what, no because it's no you're saying are you saying the actual sleeve to the jersey or the like elbow sleeve the the one under the jersey the half arm sleeve that, that Ted's talking yeah they should be then it should be the opposite color of your jersey so when Matt Ryan is rocking his all black Falcons jersey you're saying it should be white or red 
Oh, gross. No, absolutely not. It has to be black. See, I disagree. I, I think you want you don't want all the same color. You want to mix it up a little bit. Um, you, if you have a red sleeve, it, it, it's time for business. Now. I mean, it's time to go. I mean, that's that's just my opinion on it. It's the correct one, but <laughs> you, guys, you guys are entitled to have your own wrong opinion. But, I mean, if you're wearing like a dark jersey and you have a white sleeves underneath, it kind of looks like sweet. You know, it's like white tube socks. Yeah, mm-hmm. nobody really wears those anymore. No, I I disagree. You, God, Marcus, you just cannot. Well, get- listen. Hey, when when I played basketball in high school, we had black shoes, and the thing the thing to do was wear white tube socks with your black shoes. It just made it look cooler. So we're modeling the way that NFL quarterbacks, the most important position group in all of professional sports, we're modeling their uniform patterns after your basketball team in high school. Yes, Mark, two and twenty-two <laughs> basketball. <laughs> well, I mean, at least you got I'm those not two wins. I'm not blaming it on the, on the tube socks. Well, we were just bad. Okay, so let's move past the sleeves. Another thing that really I think should be included with, with all quarterbacks is one of the the coach wristbands with the play calls on. Mm. I love that. When I create my Madden quarterback, I always do it, but it has to be on your non-throwing arm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Wow. See, and what just, about a towel? What about a towel? Because I'm always I'm a fan of the towel. A towel is is if you're rocking the hand warmer, you can't rock the towel as well. It's got to be one or the other. Okay, I, I yeah. agree. And it's got to be the the Nike the towel that's designed to actually go on your belt. There's one with the that has a Velcro on it, and it actually it's designed to go on your belt. You can't wear like the beach towels like they used to do mm-hmm. in the '80s anymore. You just you can't do it. It's just too much. Speaking of the '80s, so. I, you know, we all agree that you can't have the towel and the hand warmer. How do we feel about the old hand warmers, which was basically like a hoodie pocket sewn on your jersey? I've I love it. Oh, dude, Ted, they're awesome. You got it's literally like on your your jersey. It's just a pocket for you to put your hands in, like a hoodie. It's so great. Wow, I'm about to look into those. I've got one quick question. Well, How do you feel about these new jerseys with the sweat pockets, like right at the belly? Oh, have you seen these? It bothers me. I, 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 I love, think the Lions have it. Yes, I, and that's the example I was thinking of when you brought it up. It bothers me because when they sweat, there's this very obvious disparity in, in color. And so you can see the difference. It, I really don't – I love the Nike jersey and I love the switch that happened in 2012. But I can't handle that because it look, they look like two different colors. I want the whole thing to be uniform. Correct. I actually never noticed that. Look up the Lions in the fourth quarter, and uh, and you'll see it. They're so ugly looking. Yeah, it's actually pretty disgusting. Trivia question. Do you guys know what the shade of blue is for the Lions? What it's called? Blue Crush. Marcus? Lion Blue. I have no idea. Who knows these things? It's called, <laughs> it's called Honolulu Blue, just so you know. And just so the listeners know. So before we move on, any other accessories that we think are important enough to, to bring to the table here? I've got one. Okay. Last accessory, Marcus. Get your bad one in. All right. So um, I want to know why the NFL has become not fun anymore and outlawed cool socks. I think it was Clinton Portis who used to have these really awesome – and Fred Smoot. They used to have these really awesome striped socks that they were allowed to wear. 
I don't know why we have to have just the plain two-colored socks. Mm-hmm. It, it seems kind of stupid to me. I'm not a fan of those. I like the, the socks to be uniform because it's part of the uniform. You want to have whatever cleats, go for it. That's your thing. But the socks, I like to be part of the uniform. So Did then Robert why are Griffin we allowing – oh, go ahead, Ted. Did Robert Griffin III get a little too crazy with the socks? I don't know if he, he actually brought on a field, but I think he was like known for having these crazy socks either in practice or whatever – yeah, that was his thing, like, like right, in practice and, like, in, in the media and, like, in the press. But I don't think he ever wore them on field because um, I don't think they'll let you, actually, um, you know, if you've got something that doesn't. Yeah, you'll get fined. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but I mean, either way, I'm a fan of the, the regular, just standard socks. Um, in fact, I like them to be low, um, personally. But. Yeah, whatever. So here's the thing. If we're talking about uniforms, do we want everybody to look exactly the same or do we want it to be a fun league? I'm all about this is for my entertainment. So I want these guys to look awesome. Why does everything have to look exactly the same? Why can't we have a little bit of fun just with the socks? You can. You can have fun with the cleats. Do whatever you want on the cleats, man. <laughs> then what's, what's the difference between having cool cleats and cool socks? Well, then, I, I, I guess I don't understand. So where, you're drawing the line at the knees. And I'm drawing the line at the ankles. That's really all this is. Okay. Because, okay. you know, we it's just part of the uniform. It's it's part of the, the ensemble that the team issues. The team issues the socks. They don't, they don't necessarily issue the cleats. So I'm cool mm. with that. Like, I, I wish that, you know, Dez could wear his Jordan cleats, for example. But let's move on. And we talked about the disgusting, sweaty, Honolulu blue Detroit Lions <laughs> uniforms. Um, and we're going to get even dirtier and talk about the best uniforms when they're dirty. Now, this can be any type of dirty except for the sweat because we already covered that with the lines. So I'm talking mud. I'm talking rain. I'm talking snow. What's your favorite uniform to see dirty? Ted, you can go first this time. Uh, I think, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Bears. That's one of the reasons why I chose the Bear jerseys because it's so versatile. And, mm. you know, some of the most iconic games were the Bears in dirty weather. You know, you, you just remember, like, you know, Gale Sayers running in the mud and all mm. that. So I got I got to go with the Bears. Were you going Bears blue or Bears white here? Bears blue. Okay. Yeah, I'm cool with that. And then you get the, the pants all muddy and stuff. I'm down with this. Yeah. Okay, Marcus, let's hear, let's hear what you got for us, man. I actually agree with Ted. I think the Bears uh-huh. uniforms were meant to play in the mud and in the rain and the snow. Those are the perfect uh, dirty uniform. And I agree, the blue ones are the best ones. Well, I'm not that far off from you guys. And I mean, like, Literally not that far off. I think it's only like 150 miles or something like that. I like the road Packer uniforms to get dirty, the the white ones, mm. because especially the the like brown from the mud shows up a little bit more visibly on the yellow pants, and it just it looks awesome. One of the my absolute like least favorite in the rain is the Colts. I hate their and I, I'm talking about their white uniforms because mm-hmm. when when they get soaked with water. They are very visibly a different shade of white than their helmet because the the helmet white looks so clean and pure, mm-hmm. and and the rest of the jersey looks horrible. Like you rewatch Super Bowl forty one in the rain against you know Ted and Marcus, your you know home Bears uniforms, and the Colts uniform really really bothers me. It reminds me of that episode of Friday Night Lights in the end of season one when they had to build their own field or whatever um, to to play in the mud because it had rained or whatever team had ruined it. But yeah. Road Packers, what do y'all think of that? No, I agree. And another another thing with the Packers, their colors are so I don't know what the word for it is. Stand, you know, they stand out a lot. So 
when they're in their home jerseys, sometimes a little too much. And I think with the uh, the away jersey, where they just have a little flash of the color, it mm. works better. For sure. Right, I agree. Um, I think one of the things that we may need to talk about in this episode of the podcast, or a different one, but I think the Bears and Packers uniforms go very well together in mm-hmm. the rain. I think they are very... Their uniforms stand out very well when you're watching them in the snow. They're easy to see. Um, those are my two favorite uniforms together. Okay, well let's let's do that real quick. So you've got you like Packer home or Bear home? Which which home away are you talking about here? I, I like the Bears home Packer away. Okay, now Ted, what's your favorite uniform matchup? Like we're talking here. Um. <sighs> See, just you know, kind of give you a springboard here within you know your team. I love when the Raider home jerseys take on the Chief road jerseys. Mm. Yeah, I was just gonna say that's one of the, one of my uh, the most memorable games that I could think of was uh, for me. It was the Raiders and Chiefs in uh, the Oakland Coliseum when it was raining and muddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was. Uh, yeah, I, I can't really think of two matchups besides the. Uh, I keep thinking about the Bear uh, Bears home against the Packers away now. Yeah, I mean that's a great one, and I would say number two. I, I'd say that number three is that Raiders one. Number four is the Cowboy Blues versus the Redskin Whites. But my number one, and I don't think this is surprising, is Cowboy home jerseys, the white ones versus the Forty Nine er red jerseys. It's because they're they're so polar opposite. You've got you know, blue and red, you've got gold and silver clashing against one another. It's, it's just, it's this incredible polarity in one game. I love it so much. Yeah. I really like that one. I also like Dallas's white jerseys with Pittsburgh's black jerseys. Oh, for sure. For sure. Those two, those two colors just go together very well in a football field. For sure. Okay. Let's talk about helmets now. Now, before we get into what we're actually going to talk about, I want your favorite helmet and your least favorite helmet across the whole NFL. I'll go first. My favorite outside of the Cowboys is probably the the Packers just cuz it's it's so iconic. And my least favorite is the Bengals. And I actually feel really <laughs> sorry for Bengal fans because imagine trying to get that thing autographed. You know, like where would you sign it? Like along the black, you know, and it it'd be so difficult for the player to sign I think the easiest helmets to probably get autographed are like the Steelers, the the non-logo side, or the Browns. Marcus, best favorite and least favorite helmets? Uh, my favorite helmet right now in the NFL is probably the Vikings' new helmet. Um, I, I don't know what that material is called Matt. on the front, but it, yeah, Matt, it's this. It's nice and shiny, and it. I love the white horn and the little bit of yellow at the base of it. Um, I just love the way that looks on the Vikings uniforms. My least favorite helmet. Oh man, I really don't like Jacksonville's. Yeah, I, I don't like the mixing of two colors, the, sure. the gold and the black. Yeah, they should it, just pick one or the other. If it was all black, even all gold, I'm with you. I would, I would be down. Yeah. For it. What about you, Ted? Uh, I like this. My favorite probably have to be the Steelers uh, helmet. I know you don't like it because you know it only shows the logo on one side, but I like that logo and I like black and yellow yeah that's fair. uh and my least favorite would have to be the miami dolphins oh, uh for sure logo yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's all white and it has like a dolphin you know a dolphin in it and it's just it's not intimidating this doesn't look cool yeah i'm with you i'm with you now i will say 
to defend why I don't like the, the Steelers helmet is I have a little helmet set, and I, I got it when I was a little kid, and I've, I've got a new one, an upgraded one, and every game, no matter who's playing, I put the two little helmets in front of my TV, like the little matchup or whatever, and so the home team is always on the right side. And so I hate when the Steelers are at home because then I have to show off the just black side. It looks stupid. It, it really bothers me. <laughs> and so um, I will forever hate the Steelers for that. But so my helmets, my set, are the standard helmets, and which is the helmet design that I prefer. There are the Revolution helmets. There are all kinds of helmets. There's the helmet that like Ezekiel Elliott's wearing, for example, with the, the super fancy design up in the front and the crown. I love the standard helmet. I like I said, I really don't like the Revolution helmet. Ted, how do you feel on this issue? Uh, I think it's position specific, specific too. Yeah, you know, for quarterbacks, I think it's I, I like having a classic helmet on a quarterback. That's fair. And um, with skill players, I think I'm fine with them having the, you know the skill, uh, the speed helmets and the Revolution helmets because it looks a little more aerodynamic. And all that, but for a quarterback, a, a, you know, kind of a position, a classic position, they should have a classic helmet. That's fair. I'm okay with that. But what, like, what really bothers me about it is there's all those like gaps from like where you're saying it is like sort of cut to be aerodynamic, and I hate when the logo like doesn't cover the helmet nice and round. <laughs> it, it just it it doesn't fit. Like it doesn't literally fit. Um, but Marcus, I bet you love these Revolution helmets, don't you? You want everyone? I do. I, I I do love the Revolution helmets. But what I care more about is the face mask. I feel like this is an mm. underrated part of the helmet. Um, I am all for the more bars, the better for basically all positions except for kickers and punters. They should be forced to only wear one bar. Um, <laughs> but as you listen, there, some of the greatest face masks in NFL history were the Peyton Hillis. He had like the little rounded bar. The bulldog um, one. Made, yeah, it made him look like a bulldog. I remember LaDainian Tomlinson had the Darth Vader looking uh, face mask, and that was pretty awesome with the visor combo. Um, Darnell Dockett had one that was basically all crossed up. So I'm cool with basically any type of helmet as long as the face mask looks good. I'm, I'm not – super opposed to this frame of mind i think that they get too extravagant like darnell dockett he sort of pushed the limit i feel like at a certain like there's that that one photo that was floating around like instagram whatever of him and that was really pushing the limit i like um the design sometimes but i think it goes back to your visor thing like because you have to pair the elite face mask with the visor you have to right it it looks stupid without it but it, it can only go on somebody who's truly earned it so if that's the case, if all those stars line up, I'm cool with that. Did you like Justin Tuck's face mask? Honestly, yeah, I, I really do. But in you know, on the subject of face masks, and obviously, I hate Justin Tuck as a Cowboys fan. <laughs> but and you know, the the coolness of a face mask and a visor kind of depend on the helmet, like the the color, the team helmet, and the Giants helmet really isn't fit to have a cool looking face mask and a, a visor in my opinion like the raiders is the steelers is the ravens is probably the most compatible with a, a super awesome visor super awesome face mask. i don't know if you guys feel the same yeah i can see that no, i love but, i go ahead ted like, yeah, like darker color jerseys probably could you know match up with the more complicated face masks Exactly. Yeah. Like you couldn't see the dolphins, you know, doing it to your point. Like it, it would just look, it would look silly. It would look like they were exaggerating and, and we would make fun of them like we're doing right now. But, um, 
Yeah. And while we're on the subject, I I love the old Dolphins logo in their uniforms. I cannot stand the new ones. They really bother me. Down to my core. Why like what is up with the state of Florida? I I can't I loved the old Buccaneers logo. Not the creamsicle ones, but just, you know, the ones from like 5 years ago and then they got all techno on us and the Jaguars keep changing. The state of Florida just can't stick to one uniform for each of its teams. It's stupid. That's cuz nobody cares about their football teams. That's true. That's fair. But, you know, whatever. Okay. Last thing on the docket for today, guys. And I don't mean the Darnell docket. I mean the docket of, you know, our itinerary sort of. I want your number one pet peeve when it comes to uniforms. And it can be anything. And I'll start first. And it is jersey numbers. Your number has to make sense. It, it, if it doesn't, it really bothers me. The example I gave you guys, Jack Crawford, defensive end for the Dallas Cowboys. Cool dude, defensive end. I love it, but he wears 58. That makes no sense for a defensive end. You got to be in the 90s or the 70s. I really cannot handle that in the 50s. I don't like when quarterbacks wear number six. Jay Cutler is sort of the exception. I don't like when a quarterback who's undeserving wears number seven. Brian Hoyer will never earn my forgiveness after last season. Um, And... Honestly, I'm still trying to make my peace with the fact that Ezekiel Elliott is number 21 because he felt more like a 33 to me. So that's my thing on numbers. I don't know if you guys agree or not. Ted, you can go first. What about single digits on defensive ends? Oh, no. Can't do it. Sorry. No, sir. No way. No yeah, way. I mean, some people think that like single digits make you look more athletic, a little quicker. So I think some of the quicker defensive ends, that's why they like single digits. I think that's fair, but I think I immediately think of you being small then. Like I think I think of Randy Gregory as number four more than I do as ninety four. You know what I mean? Like I don't mm-hmm. I don't think of you like being imposing. Like if you're wearing a single digit, you cannot be rocking a visor and a face mask. Those things don't coincide. Oof. Marcus, are you okay with this number thing? No, nah, here's my opinion. Okay. Uh, I think that the NFL needs to go to the college rule where you can wear any number you want. It doesn't matter what no, position sir. you are. Listen, I love in college when re- the best receivers on a team wear number one. That, that's like my favorite jersey ever was when uh, I think it was Ted Ginn. I think Ted Ginn was number one or maybe yeah. he was number seven. No, he's seven. Um, and Bra- seven, was um, Braylon Edwards won at Michigan? Yeah, Calvin Beecham or not Calvin Beecham. Calvin Benjamin at Florida State was number one. Um, These are just awesome jerseys. Des Bryant was number one at Oklahoma State, correct? I think you're right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, I I I love that part of it being able to wear whatever you want. Plus, I want my punters and kickers not only to be forced to wear a single bar face mask, I also want them to be forced to wear number ninety nine or number ninety (laughs) eight. Um, or another number in the sixties that I won't mention. No, I just I can't I can't <laughs> handle that. I couldn't I could maybe make some peace with the the num- the punters and kickers in the nineties, maybe. But I just you're I love the organization of num- guys. My closet is color coordinated, so I I really I love organization. It, it, you cannot just mess this up for me, Marcus. I'm sorry, I, I won't allow it. But yeah, numbers. Jack Crawford, dude, please change your number for me, dude. That's not that bad. I like Cleo Mack is fifty two. I like that. That but, looks nice. But he he's not always a down lineman, you know. So he he's an exception. He's a hybrid. I'm cool with Cleo. So, all right, Ted, give us your pet peeve. 
It's got to be loose jerseys. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's okay back then when everybody wore a little looser jerseys, but now in today's day and age, you can't have a loose jerseys. Like especially when I hate loose sleeves. Like how Sam Bradford wears his jerseys. Oh yeah. But his sleeves too mm-hmm. loose. It just makes you look unathletic. You know, you're not streamlined, you're not aerodynamic, and you just don't look like you belong on the football field anymore. I think your jerseys have to be, you know, tight now. I agree with that. And I also hate when they're they're loose and they're cut, like when they don't show off the whole sleeve. You know what I'm talking about? Like on, on certain teams, like because you look at the way like the jersey's supposed to look, but because it has to fit the player, they cut it to a degree. Like, and that's happened with Romo. Oh yeah, that, that's happened with Romo before. Like, um, you don't see the two blue lines on the white jersey because they've just cut it to fit his body. And I mean, I love Tony, but dude, you know, let's let's just get a jersey that fits you right. <laughs> I mean, let's let's listen to Ted here. So I'm I'm with you 100. percent I don't know if Marcus is gonna disagree with us like he has all all show long. Marcus, no, I, I, no, I'm good with that. It's, that's fine with me. I I don't like loose fitting jerseys. Um. I do have a question for you, though, before we finish. Okay. Real quick. Who has the best number, like, with their play style right now? Like, who has the best jersey in the NFL? Ooh. It's like, player-wise. You know what I'm saying. Um, I've got mine. I'll give, you, I'll give you mine. Okay, you go first. I think Des Bryant, with his 88, just is the best jersey that you can get. And I know I'm a little biased, but the 88 with Bryant and his visor and the way he wears his gloves – in his face mask, I think it just is the most fire jersey we have right now in the NFL. I'm okay with that. Ted, do you have one in mind? Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Derek Carr Ooh. because four is four is not a very common number, and I, I like that he you know it's still a single digit. I love single digit numbers, and you don't see four very often. And I like that he's trying to make it his own number. I agree with that. There are a lot of guys who perfectly fit their number. Um, I, I would say Tony Romo is a perfect number nine. I'd say Jason Witten is a really perfect 82. I think Brock Osweiler is a perfect 17. Um, but, but I think the guy that really fits his number and fits the legacy associated with his number is Tom Brady. He is, he's 12. Yeah. I mean, and from, for the lineage of that number in terms of NFL history, he is absolutely who that number says he should be. So Marcus, you want to give us your pet peeve before we get out of here? Yeah, I, well, I kind of agree with you that players who numbers doesn't fit. I, I don't. The Jack Crawford one doesn't bother me too much, but Todd well, Gurley is not a number thirty. Oh, like that—that's sure. the stupidest number out there. Thirty for a running back. I also hate any number in the forty for linebackers. We're yeah. seeing. I know the Pittsburgh Steelers have like three linebackers that are forty-nine, forty-eight. This looks terrible. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I tweeted this when it, when he announced his number, but I'm so much happier that we have Jalen Smith because Miles Jack decided to wear number forty four for the Jaguars. So terrible. I know it's an awful decision. Um, do you guys have any lasting thoughts on uniforms and uniform accessories? Um, you know, one last chance. For uh, one of my favorite uniform player combos was. Uh, was what's his name Vince Young from when he played at Texas mm-hmm. he had the uh he had the forearm sleeves he didn't wear socks with his uh uniform you know with that white and crimson orange that, that was one of my favorite looks I have to say and one of my favorite number and uniform fits for a player I'm cool with that mm-hmm. and that that you know that epic rose ball also a good uniform matchup sneaky and unsuspectingly good but a good uniform matchup nonetheless Marcus you have any last thoughts 
I loved Reggie Bush's number five at USC. To me, whenever I see that number, I instantly think of the highest, well, I guess the former Heisman Trophy winner. I don't know if he counts as a Heisman Trophy winner, but the the number five with the USC jersey is to me the best jersey I've ever seen. I'll I'll uh, I'll agree with that. And I, and for what it's worth, I, I like the single digit numbers in college. But you know, the RJ Osha doesn't cover college, so we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> uh, on the subject of college, the greatest uniforms are the Notre Dame because of the golden helmets. They're, they're just they're beautiful. But um but yeah, so like I said, you can check out these dudes on Twitter. Marcus underscore Mosher and Raiders analysis. I cannot recommend either of them enough because they are putting out some high quality content, much higher quality than myself. I'm proud to know them proud that they took the time to come out and join us and educate all of you on, um, how a uniform should be put together. So, uh, for, uh, for these two dudes, we'll see you guys later. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me on. What's up, RJO Show? Are you enjoying this podcast? Because I really and truly hope that you are. I'm having an absolute blast. I know I say that every week, and I hope that you believe it every week, because it's always true. If you're enjoying the RJO Show, make sure and check it out on iTunes. You can just search in the search bar, RJO Choa Show, and you'll find it right there. You'll see my face, you'll see the green backdrop, and it'll work out perfectly for you. If you really like it, you should click subscribe. If you want to go one step further, you should rate the show. Give us four, five stars, whatever you think we deserve. And if you just want to be an overachiever, write a review. Tell us what you think. Let me know what you want to hear on the show, what you don't want to hear, what you think is cool, what you don't think is cool. I want to make sure that we're serving you, the fans, here on the RJO Show. So check that out. If you have any other concerns that you want to send my way, hit me up on Twitter. For now, let's get back to the RJO Show. Oh, oh, who made you? Yeah. Okay. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the RJO Show. Shout out to Sarah Barellas bringing us back with that awesome bumper music. Uh, we had some Katy Perry in the first segment and some Carmen after the interview, and now we got Sarah Barellas. It's just all girl power this episode here on the RJO Show. King of anything. If I ever learned how to play piano, would be the number one song that I would learn, uh, you know, after some like classical stuff or. Probably not. I don't know. Whatever. Sarah Bareilles, keep doing your thing. I know you're a number one listener of the RJO show. Thanks a lot to Marcus Mosher and Ted Wynn for taking the time to join us. That was a lot of fun and a fun, different thing to do on the RJO show. I know we've been tackling you know, a wide variety of topics here on the RJO, RJO show. We went from NFL films to uh, to QB Libres, now to uniforms. And next week, we're jumping into fantasy football, like I promised a week ago. We're going to be having Christopher Harris, who you know used to work for ESPN, now does his own thing at harrisfootball.com. He'll be gracing us to uh, to tell us about some some fantasy strategies and talk about how the game of fantasy has grown. It'll be a cool, uh, cool experience that I think you guys will all enjoy. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. 
and uh, I know they've been a little bit longer lately, and I appreciate you sticking through them. They've been fun, and I'm having a blast. I, I, I know that sounds old and tired, but I just it's the truth, man. It's the truth straight from my heart. I appreciate every single one of you for reaching out to me on Twitter or emailing me, um, the Facebook comments, the Instagram stuff. I really appreciate it. This is just the coolest thing for me uh, every week to, to sit here and, and put this together for you guys and to interview all these interesting and fascinating people and talk about the game that I love and the game that you love. And uh, I hope that we're bringing an interesting perspective to it for you. So if there's something you think we can bring, something more, let me know, uh, as always. And, uh, you know, like we do every single episode, remember, go Cowboys and peace out. <laughs> Oh, what you gonna do? You wanna get down? Tell me. Oh, what you gonna do? Do you wanna get down? Oh, what you gonna do? You wanna get out?